0: Chapter 22, Section One of Children of the Ghetto by Israel Zangwill. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Adrian Pratzellus. Chapter 22 With the Strikers, Part One. Ignorant Donkey Heads! cried Pinchas next Friday morning. Him they make a rabbi and give him the right of answering questions and he knows no more of judaism the patriotic poet paused to take a bite out of his ham sandwich than a cow of sunday i laugh his daughter and i tell him so and he tells me she luff another but i have held him up on the point of my pen to the contempt of posterity i have written an acrostic on him it is terrible her, her i shoot ah oh, they're a bad lot these rabbis said simon wolf sipping his sherry The conversation took place in english and the two men were seated in a small private room in a public-house awaiting the advent of the strike committee they are like the rest of the community i wash my hands of them said the poet waving his cigar in a fiery crescent i have long since washed my hands of them said simon Wolfe, though the fact was not (coughs) obvious we can trust neither rabbis nor philanthropists the rabbis engrossed in the hypocritical endeavor to galvanize the corpse of judaism into a vitality that shall last at least their own lifetime, have neither time nor thought for the great labour question. Our philanthropists do not but scratch the surface—they give the working man with their right hand what they have stolen from him with the left." Simon Wolfe was the great Jewish labour leader. Most of his cronies were rampant atheists disgusted with the commercialism of the believers. They were clever young artisans from Russia and Poland, with a smattering of education, a feverish receptiveness for all the iconoclastic ideas that were in the London air, a hatred of capitalism, and strong social sympathies. They wrote vigorous jargon for the friend of labour and encompassed the extreme proverbial limits of impiety by eating pork on the Day of Atonement. This was done partly to vindicate their religious opinions, whose correctness was demonstrated by the non-appearance of thunderbolts, partly to show that nothing one way or the other was to be expected from Providence or its professors. "'The only way for our poor brethren to be saved from their slavery—' went on simon wolf is for them to combine against the sweaters and to let the west end jews go and hang themselves ah that's my policy said pinchas that was my policy when i founded the holy land league help yourselves and pinchas will help you you must combine and then i will be de moses to lead you out of the land of bondage Nein, I will be more than to Moses, for he had not the gift of eloquence." "'And he was the meekest man that ever lived,' added Wolf. "'Yes, he was a fool man,' said Pinchas imperturbably. "'I agree with Goethe. Nur Lumpen sind bescheiden. Only Clods are moderists. I'm not a moderist is the Almighty modest? I know, I feel I am. What can I do?" Look here, Pinkas, you are a very clever fellow, I know, and I am glad to have you with us. But remember, I have organized this movement for years. I planned it out as I sat toiling in Belkovitch's machine-room, written on it till I have gotten the cramp, spoken on it till I was hoarse given evidence before numerous commissions it is i who have stirred up the east end jews and sent the echo of their crying to parliament and i will not be interfered with Do you hear oh yes i hear Why you not listen to me you no understand what i mean oh, i understand you well enough you want to oust me from my position me me repeated the poet in an injured and astonished tone why without you the movement would crumble like a mummy in the air be not such a fool to everybody i have said ah oh, that simon wolf he is a great man a very great man he is the only man among the english jews who can save the east end it is he that should be member for whitechapel not that fool gideon be not such a fool man have another glass of sherry and some more ham sandwiches the poet had a simple childlike delight in occasionally assuming the host very well so long as i have your assurance said the mollified labour leader mumbling the conclusion of the sentence into his wine-glass but you know how it is after i have worked the thing for years i don't want to see a drone come in and take the credit yes sic vos non vobis as the talmud says you know i have proved that virgil stole all of his ideas from the talmud first there was black and then there was cohen now Gideon m p he sees he can get some advertisement out of it in the press he wants to preside at the meetings members of parliament are a bad lot yes but they shall not take the credit from you i will write and expose them the world shall know what humbugs they are how the whole wealthy west end stood by idly with their hands in the workingman's pockets while you for building up the great organization you know all the papers jump at what i write they sign my name in very large type Pinchas, under everything and so i am pleased with their homage but i do not ask for payment for they are very poor by this time i am famous everywhere my name has been in the evening papers and when i write about you to the times you will become as famous as me and then you're right about me we will put up for whitechapel at the elections we will both become members of parliament you and i eh i'm afraid there's not much chance of that sighed simon wolf why not there are two seats why should you not have the other one ain't you forgetting about election expenses pincus nine repeated the poet emphatically i forgets nothing we will start a fund we can't start funds for ourselves be not a fool man of course not you for me i for you you won't get much said simon laughing ruefully at the idea think not perhaps not but you will for me when i am in parliament the load will be easier for us both besides i will go to the continent soon to give away the rest of the copies of my book i expect to make thousands of pounds by it for they know how to honor scholars and poets abroad there they have not stupid head-stockbrokers like gideon m p ministers like the reverend elkin benjamin who keep four mistresses, and rabbis like Reb Shmuel with the long white beards outside and the Emptiness Vidin, who sell their daughters." Oh, I don't want to look so far ahead," said Simon Wolf. At present what we have to do is to carry this strike through. Once we get our demands from the masters, a powerful blow will have been struck for the emancipation of ten thousand working-men. They will have more money and more leisure, a little less of Hell and a little more of Heaven. The coming Passover would indeed be an appropriate festival, even for the most heterodox among them, if we could strike off their chains in the interim. But it seems impossible to get unity among them. A large section appears to mistrust me though i swear to you pinchas i'm actuated by nothing but an unselfish desire for their good may this morsel of sandwich choke me if i've ever been swayed by anything but sympathy for their wrongs and yet you saw that malicious pamphlet that was circulated against me in yiddish silly illiterate scribble oh no said pinchas it were very beautiful sharp as the sting of a hornet but what can you expect christ suffered all great benefactors suffer am i happy but it is only your own foolishness that you must thank if there is dissension in the camp the gomorrah says we must be wise we must have tact see what you have done you have frightened away the orthodox men they are oppressed and they sweat, but they think their God make them sweat. Why you tell them no? What matters? Free them from hunger and thirst first, then freedom from their superstitions will come of itself. Hey, you go the wrong way. You vax fat and kick, eh? You go the wrong way. Do you mean I'm to pretend to be from? said simon wolf and then what matters you're a fool to get to the goal we must go crooked ways you have no statesmanship you frighten them you lead processions with bands and banners on shabbos to the shores many who would be glad to be delivered by you tremble for the heavenly lightning they go not into the procession many go when their head is on fire afterwards they take fright and they beat their breasts what will happen the orthodox are the majority in time there will come a leader who will be or pretend to be orthodox as well as socialist then what become of you you are left with one two three atheists not enough to make a minion no we must be chockum. We must take the men as we find them. God has made two classes of men: wise men and fool men. There is one wise man to a million fool men, and he sits on de head and they support him. If these fool men want to go to shul and fast on yom kippah, what for you if you make feet of a pig and shock them so they not believe in your socialism? When you want to eat pig, you do it here, like we do now in private. In public in public we spit out when we see the pig. Ah, oh, you're a fool. Oh, I am a statesman, a politician. I will be the Machiavelli of the movement. Ah, oh, pincus, you are a devil of a chap, said Wolf, laughing and yet you say you are the poet of patriotism and palestine why not why should we live here in captivity why should we not have our own state and our own president a man who combined deep politic with knowledge of hebrew literature and the pen of a poet no let us fight to get back our country we will not hang our harps on the willows of babylon and weep. We will take our swords with Ezra and Judas Maccabeus, and—' "'One thing at a time, Pinchas,' said Simon Wolf. "'At present we have to consider how to distribute these food-tickets. The committee-men are late. I wonder if there's been any fighting at the centres, where they've been addressing the meetings.' "'Ah, that's another point,' said Pinchas why you not let me address meetings not the little ones in the street but the great ones in the hall of the club there my words would rush like the mountain torrents sweeping away the corruptions but you let all these fool men talk you know simon i and you are the only two persons in the east end who speak english properly i know But these speeches must be in Yiddish." "'Gvice! But who speak her like you and me? You must give me a speech tonight. "'I can't—really not,' said Simon. "'The programme's arranged. You know they're all jealous of me already. I dare leave no one out.' "'Oh, no! Do not say that,' said Pinchas, laying his finger pleadingly on the side of his nose. "'I must.' "'But you tear my heart in two! I laugh you like a brother, almost like a woman—just one!' And there was an appealing smile in his eye. "'I cannot. I shall have a hornet's nest about my ears.' "'Van, little van, Simon Wolf. Again his finger was on his nose it is impossible you have not considered how my yiddish shall make kindle every heart strike tears from every eye as moses did from the rock i have i know but what am i to do just this little favor and i will be grateful for you all my life you know i would if i could Pinchas's finger was laid more insistently on his nose. "'Just this Vance, Grant me this, and I will never ask anything of you in all my life.' "'No, no, don't bother, Pinchas. Go away now,' said Wolf, getting annoyed. "'I have lots to do.' "'I will never give you my ideas again,' said the poet, flashing up. And he went out and banged the door. The labour leader settled to his papers with a sigh of relief. The relief was transient. A moment afterwards the door was slightly opened, and Pinchas's head was protruded through the aperture. The poet wore his most endearing smile. The finger was laid coaxingly against the nose. Yes, one little speech simon think of how i love you oh well go away we'll see replied wolf laughing amid all his annoyance the poet rushed in and kissed the hem of wolf's coat oh you be a great man he said and then he walked out closing the door gently a moment afterwards a vision of the dusky head with the carneying smile, and the finger on the nose reappeared. "'You won't forget your promise,' said the head. "'No, no, go to the devil. I won't forget.' End of section one.